Hey everybody and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with somebody else who might be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach. And just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and send them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mr. Smedley. Mr. Hilton. Dude, I usually don't bitch like about it being hot. Like, I like it hot. I like when it's hot out. I like yep. summertime. Dude, when I wake up in the morning at 5.30 and I walk into the living room and all the windows are fogged over because the condensation's going through three panes of glass, like, dude, it's hot out. It's hot. Dude, it's like 82 in the morning and the humidity is like 100%. Yep. Like, you can't see 10 feet because the fog's so thick. Yeah. It's, dude, fuck, it's hot. Yep. It's bad, dude. It's first day of school this morning. And we're waiting for the bus to come down the street. Couldn't even see halfway down the street. It was so foggy. Dude, it... In fog in August. Late August. Dude, that means it's raining, but it's not reaching the ground. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's trying to rain, but then it's just, like, hovering there where you can breathe it in. Yeah. Like, you walk five steps, and you're like, man. All right, so, real talk, though. Oh, it's awful. Do you believe in heat index? <sighs> That's an interesting question. Yes, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I've been to Las Vegas when it's 110, and it don't feel nearly as hot there as it does here when it's 100 and the humidity is 90%. I get that. Like, it feels hotter. I don't, I don't think that the whole, oh, well, the heat indice is... But, but Just say, look, it's 100, but the humidity is also 80%, so it's worse. Like, Here's, people are, well, the heat indice is 117 well, yeah, we get it. It's because it's humid as fuck. Just say, hey, it's a swamp outside. Right. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I mean, th there's some <clears throat> level of, like, basic adaptiveness we all need to have based off of where we are, right? Like, like, yeah. can you tell me, like, does it feel, does, like, can you tell me the difference between 117 and 110? No. When it's over 100, no. Right. I can't. But That's, I can tell you the difference between 100 and 117 if the humidity is zero versus 85%. Like, right. I can feel that. Right. But, I mean, here's the thing is, like, the news and the fucking followers of the world that can't make a decision for themselves, they're all, <laughs> they're all, chasing, they're all chasing the highest number. They're all chasing the drama. Right. They're all chasing like, the clicks and the drama and the bullshit and the crybaby crap. Yeah. Like I'm gonna take yeah, I'm you know I'm gonna shit. take a photo of my car thermometer yeah. that shows one oh seven. Yeah. And then as I'm posting the photo on Facebook, oh it says one oh eight. Let me let me delete that photo. Let me update it to a new photo because one oh eight's worse. You know what's so fucked up? It's like people they have all these problems, like real problems, yeah. right? Like they can't pay their bills. They got real problems. And the shit they get hung up is on is stuff like that. Yeah. And they literally waste three hours a day worrying yeah. about stupid shit that don't fucking matter. Like yeah. that's the real problem. And then, and then it's you get the, man. you know, oh, I'm worried about the kids waiting for the bus and this heat. Yeah. It's just like the dogs. They're out there for five minutes. It's just like the dogs. Yeah. 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 They're like, oh, the dog, you can't take your dog out because the concrete's hot and you can't, you can't yeah. leave them outside in the shade because they could die. Did you notice what my dog? did when you got here 
No. Walked his ass outside and laid in the driveway on his own accord. Yeah. Well, like, 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 like what, did, what did people think that dogs did before air conditioning? Yeah. They were hot. Yeah. It's, they're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. They know where to go to yeah. get cool. It's okay. I don't need to see 75 Facebook p- posts about make sure your dog has plenty of water and is inside the house when it's right. above night. Stop. Here's Stop. here's my argument for why heat index is total bullshit, right? Like now I'll say this with I can totally understand the scientific logic for humid air feels different than dry air. I can totally understand that. Okay. And it's hard to breathe when it's I mean, humid. I think that like weighs on you too. Like, well, it's, it's so humid. You're like, man, I can't even fucking breathe. It's so I don't, humid. Sultry. I don't think it's hard to breathe. I think it's different to breathe. And we've, convince ourselves it's hard no it's hard because well, there's a lot of water vapor yeah but still like said the guy who can't do cardio i do cardio <laughs> i just choose not to but here's how i know the heat index is total bullshit is they like i, I made this post on facebook and and you get all these arguments oh it's actually a real thing and then you get these fucking more i got some morons on that follow me they're just waiting for me to slip up. You know, and people wonder why like, I don't say a lot of things and don't do a lot of stuff on Facebook. It's because it's I'm dodging the eh, dipshits. The, the, benefits, <laughs> the benefits far outweigh the morons. But anyway. I don't know. I seem to be doing pretty good. Um, <laughs> you know, the, there's, there's, there's one person. So, ironically, this is the same family. Um, oh, God, it's not your in-laws, is it? No, no. <laughs> so, I, I shared a photo. Uh, my wife's cousin the daycare that she goes to their uh, sewer vent got struck by lightning. Oh the, yeah. The we metal, yeah, the metal the sewer vent going out the roof and yeah, it blew yeah. up the toilet. Yeah. It's cast iron. And one of the old guys that I used to go to church with 20 something years ago, got on there and tried throwing all this shade of like, you've put your logo on this photo, but you didn't take the photo. And is this really even your customer? You're really stretching the truth for a guy that practices or like likes to preach about, being ethical and honest, this yeah. doesn't seem ethical. And I'm like, hey, if you like what you're hearing on The Void and you want even more info, we just started a mentorship program specifically for trades professionals to start their business or to get their business to an incredibly healthy position. So if you'd like more info, click on the link in the description of this show. Uh, they were absolutely our customer. Some customers, we don't physically stand in their home. Yeah. Some customers, we walk them through how to fix it. Right. It's my fucking family. Yeah. You know? So anyway, that guy's mom. So that guy. Okay. I was just wondering where you're bringing this yeah. back to. He yeah. indices. Okay. So that, that guy went to college for four years to become a meteorologist and never did. Right. Oh, now he does something completely different. A quitter and a dipshit. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> but then on top of that, his mom comments on my heat index post. And she was like, she said something to the effect of, you know, uh, do you have the four-year college degree it takes to make that kind of a decision? And I'm like, I'm not even going to reply to this. Oh, like, see, I would have, I would have we, been like, well, your son does, and he can't even do that job. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, no. I mean, aren't I as qualified as that dipshit? Like, like how like, dumb are we to think like that, that we need a four-year college degree to make an educated guess or, or to have an opinion on something? Right, that's, like that God, is fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Stupid. Oh, you get you can't 
you can't have that job. You don't have a four-year degree. Yeah. Meanwhile, you get the job and you have a four-year degree and it takes a year to train you because your degree didn't prepare you yeah. at all for it. But they're like, well, you got that piece of paper that says you're smart. The, the degree you proved you were trainable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> I've never uh, heard that. That's good I mean, that's shit. essentially what college is, right? <laughs> How good are you at following orders, taking directions, and doing what we tell you to do? Oh, oh my God. You've got a master's? You're really good at following orders, yeah. taking directions, and doing what yeah, we tell you to do. giving away a lot of money. Yeah. That's that's what you're good at. Yeah. Idiots. You undervalue education. Got it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so <clears throat> that guy's mom gets on there and throws some shade about, you know, I don't have a degree to say this or whatever. But ultimately, the purpose of the post was to highlight the fact that everybody abuses heat index. Like, there, I'm not doubting that heat index does have a little bit of merit. But the problem is people, like, it's like this race to the bottom. They want to they wanna be like, oh. Uh, it was 100. No, the heat index was 107. Well, it was 109 where I was. Yeah. And it's like, everyone's, it, it's like this a, contest to see who has the highest temperature. We have a one-up society. Yeah. I'm better than you. I saw something. I don't, yeah. I, you know what's really weird is I, I've thought about that. I didn't know this is where this conversation was going. I've thought about that a lot, like the one-upper mentality. Like, at some point in our lives, especially like when you're young men, you're like, you know, 19 to 25, 20, you kind of do that because you're just testosterone fueled and you're trying to get to the top, yeah. right? But why when you're old and older, does it still roll? I don't I know. Can't, it's it, habit at that point, I I've, think. I've thought about it. Like once I realized, like I got 28, 29, 30, I was like, man, this is, people are like this all the time. Like I just quit doing it. Like I could, yeah. you know, grew out of it, right? Yeah. But it's like you see 50-year-old people doing it all the time. Yeah. It's just like, well, I got, oh, it's, I got golf ball size over here. I got pea size hail over here. Oh, oh. It's just, oh, it's all yeah. the time. Oh, you had a- How much rain did you get? You I got a, an inch. I got an inch and a quarter. You had a 68 Cuda. I had a 68 Cuda, but it had a three, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. It's just like everyone had to have, it's, I don't understand. Like, I can't wrap my mind around- where that even comes from. I don't know. I can't figure it out. I've, I've tried. I've thought about it a lot. And it just, like, I can't make any sense of it. it honestly, no to me. honestly, I think where it comes from is a lack of discipline. And so people try to... Low self-esteem, maybe. They, they have low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And so this is, like, one of the only wins they can have is they're going to make up some fib or exaggerate something so they can one-up somebody. You know what? You know what? It's, it's no different it than the guy... Self maybe it is self-esteem. It's no different than the guy who catches a fish... But instead of holding it like this, holds he, it way out he holds it like this so yeah. it looks bigger. Yeah. It's it's that same thing. Yeah. So he's he's got low self-esteem. Yeah. And he's not proud of where he is or what he's doing. And so he has to embellish it and one up somebody. Or not, maybe not satisfied where right. he's at. Right. If you're like That's a one, very interesting. If you're a one upper, eventually you're not going to have any friends. Like I, I basically just God like. Damn it! I only have two friends. Does that mean I'm a one upper? Well, because like literally, it's like you have a conversation with someone. We're like, man, I had a long day of work. I worked eight hours. Well, I worked ten hours. Like, I want. I like. You don't want to talk to a person like that. Yeah. Like, no, you day. don't. Right. <laughs> like right. everyone catches themselves doing it. Like, so, oh man, yeah, I feel your pain. I worked a long day too, buddy. So here's how I know heat indices is total bullshit, is because. When you have heat indices that actually has maybe some scientific merit to it, okay, um, then the media loves the fact that now they can show a higher number, right? It's 100, but it feels like 112. Yeah. Right? So they love that. And then what happens when winter comes around? Oh, it's wind chill time. Well, it's wind chill time, yeah. right? And now, so now we, we totally make, like, wind chill is 100% fucking made up. First right? off. 
That is not. I am going to defend heat indices and wind chill right here for two minutes. The only real scientific thing about heat indice is when it when humidity is high outside, your body cannot evaporate sweat. Right. So you don't cool off. Right. So technically, it does feel hotter. I mean, I get it. I like that's what I'm saying. I'm just I'm throwing heat indice. Yes. Wind chill. If it's 25, dude, I experience this every year. If it's 25 outside and I go hunting and I'm sitting in the stand and the wind's not blowing, I'm fine. If the wind's blowing 10 or 15, I'm losing my shit. Head game. No, it's not head game. <laughs> the wind is removing heat from your body. We need better gear. If that's it's the case. It's removing <laughs> heat from your body. But here's the thing. Have you ever watched them modify heat index with wind? Heat index, if, so if wind has the ability to remove heat from your body, and wind has the ability to make it feel less warm than it is. Do you think that they take wind into effect if heat Fuck indices? no, they don't, because that would drag <laughs> the number down. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm, they they I'm completely go you, 180 degrees different directions. You? Okay, we can't use humidity <laughs> to modify the temperature in the winter because it's dry, so let's use the wind. And then whenever summer comes around, we're going to forget the wind. The wind doesn't exist. Yeah. It doesn't matter how windy it is. <laughs> it's humidity and it's temperature. Right? I agree with you 100%. So like I was saying, like when it's 25, so if it's 10 out and it had just snowed and there's no wind and there's eight inches of snow on the ground, it feels warmer because the humidity is higher. But you're right. They don't say anything about that. I don't know. I'm just saying that a lot of people are way abusing I, all of that shit. I agree with all of that stuff. I, I would <laughs> like to add one thing. It's very weird to me that you're so pumped up about it. Well, the, the reason I'm pumped up about it is because I hate it when people make excuses for anything. I hate it when people yeah. make excuses for lack of performance. I hate it when people make excuses, especially absolute bullshit excuses for why they can't do something, right? And you'll get people that this are like... This is a trigger. Is it, is, this is a trigger for Mitch? Could be. Oh, we're learning something about right? Mitch today on be like, well, Dave's I, therapy session. Like, like it's, one thing, it's one thing to like, try to do excavation, when it's zero degrees outside because the ground is like frozen and the machines can't dig it. First off, right? I don't want to buy that. I don't. the 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 lowest I've ever seen frost in our area is eight inches, and a fucking backhoe can pull that out. So that's a, bullshit. A backhoe can. I will give you this. When it's below like ten, none of that diesel equipment should be running. Right. I mean, none of that. Right. Like, if you want to fuck your shit up. Like, that's a quick way to do it. Right. Like, come on. But I guess what I'm saying is you get all these people, and usually it's not the people working in the shit. It's usually somebody not working in the shit that's trying to get the people working in the shit out of it for some fucking reason. I don't know why. It's because right? they feel bad that they're inside and it's warm, and they're guilty. Yes. They feel guilty about stuff. Exactly. I, I say thank you. Get me out of the shit. <laughs> like when I was young, I was like, please, Lord, I don't want to be out here. It's, I can't feel it's my fingers. so fucking cold. Boy, what I would, yeah, can you imagine 20 years ago? Oh my God. Working dude. in, it's three degrees outside. Mm. Boy, what I wouldn't give to have a Karen pop in right now and get me out of this. <laughs> I, need, I need me a cold hearted blonde bitch to get me out of here so fast. You know, it's all like perspective because like when I used to work at Quid Trip, like the roofers would come <clears> in. 
And they they were like the happiest group, but yet they're on the on the roofs of houses. It's because like they that. were a fucking quick trip, dude. And they were like, "Look, well, it's about time to feast." Here's <laughs> the other part of it too. Love quick trip. Is it's all about conditioning, right? Mm-hmm. Like I get the heat. Yes, it is. Like you sweat more. You're all you know whatever else. <clears throat> However, if you work outside, you everyone got access to the forecast, right? You know it's going to be hot next week. Maybe you should lay off the alcohol and bring up the water. Take some Gatorades with you. Like, be prepared, right? But instead, what happens (laughs) is you get, you know, lazy fucking Larry out there who's downed six or eight beers the night before, and he passes out on the job, and everyone's like, oh, it must be too hot to work. No, it's too hot to be a fucking alcoholic. (laughs) That's what it's too hot for. Like... Straighten that shit up, and everyone's fine. I'm really excited that we found one of Mitch's pet peeves because every day oh, yeah. now, every time like my the temperature gauge change, you can, I'll text. I'll start texting him now. Hey, Mitch, heat indices 107. Dude, <laughs> I, I got I got family that that they they claim the heat indices is the actual temperature, and they'll have several apps on their phone mm-hmm. just so they can use the highest one. Well, that, that one says 107. Let's see what this one is. Oh, that one's 108. Oh, this one's 112. And then here it comes. Facebook post. 112 today. You need to relax, dude. You need <laughs> it's to give yourself fucking, a fucking crazy. Heart attack. It's nuts. Hey, no. we haven't even started the show yet. No, we haven't even started the show yet. You're no. losing your you show. You haven't started your stopwatch. I can't We're reach it. It's 17 minutes. 17 minutes the in. Index. That's all right. Most of the people listening to the show are working in the heat. They understand. Plus they get 17. it. Yeah. Except okay. for fucking George Diaz. God damn. That guy, at the event, we're going to talk about the event. Yeah. So at the meet and greet, we're at, it was probably 95, 96. You know, we're in the shade yeah. at playing golf, right? And I'm like, man, it's hot. It's been hot. He looks at me with a straight face, and he's like, dude, it's nice out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's what he says to me. I was like, dude, it's from Louisiana. That's from Louisiana, where it's 100 and hundred and. 10% humidity all the time. He's like, no, nah, dude, it's nice out. Yeah. Now here's <laughs> you the crazy, you crazy stuff. Let's go right back to the heat index thing. They ain't stopping work in Louisiana. That's fucking normal. No. Yeah. Right. That's just, they just keep rolling. He's like, man, it's well, nice we get out. hot here. And all of a sudden we got a baby, everybody. Oh, it's hot for four or five days. Dude, let it go. <laughs> You've seen let those, it go. Uh, those like Russians that are like negative 30, like, like no shirt on. Yeah, it's Cause they're working. just used to it. <laughs> yeah. Just used to it. Where do you live? Siberia. I'm fine. Yeah. No shirt. Negative. Give me, 10. A, give me a fur hat. I'm fine. Bottles in the heat. Yeah. <laughs> just gloves and a fur hat. Right. Oh, my God. All right. So we uh, we had a show in the bank after our big event. That was the uh, Daniel from Field Pulse show. So it's been yeah. a week and a half since our event. Yes. We're going to give a debrief. A debrief? A download for those that didn't go. For those that didn't go and you... We sold... Uh, I, I don't even remember the count on the tickets, but we had like six or seven people not show up that bought tickets. Yeah. You guys missed out. Yeah. And you, hey, guess what else? You're not getting a fucking refund either. There were. <laughs> there were 60 people there. Yeah. Close and to, yeah. I have not heard, and this, this is unbiased, because we asked for feedback, and props to Andrew Powell from State Line Door and Lift. He wrote us a monologue of feedback, oh, which yeah. was awesome. We like, talked about that before before he left. We're like we were talking, he's like, "Hey man, I don't want to be like a dick, but I like took a bunch of notes for you guys, and I just I was yeah. going to send them. I said, fucking send them, dude. Yeah, please do. What do we talk about on the show? L- all the literally, time? what if did we just talk about two weeks ago? Feedback you, is a gift. You can't get better unless you know <laughs> the areas that you're lacking. Right. And sometimes it's hard to be on the outside looking in. Yeah. Like, so I, I mean, they were great. Andrew 
took time out of his day yeah and wrote it down and shared it to us in a google file like after he bought a ticket yeah and spent his own time doing it and then and sent it to us he and it was very detailed openly really in his feedback said he easily would have paid two or three times the amount oh he had a great time yeah he loved it absolutely mm, loved it i didn't hear the people that bitched the most was just me like i'm the only one that complained bro i didn't i didn't hear anybody complain I know. I'm saying I think I'm the only one that complained. Yeah. Well, it's because we we knew exactly how it was supposed to go, and the moment something didn't happen exactly as it was supposed well, to go, like just, we knew it was out of out of skew. No, I don't mean that. We just, played it off well, though. Like I wanted some other things to happen that didn't happen. Yeah. That's all. But, but it was fucking awesome. It was good. Eight speakers, one day, two nights because we had to meet and greet the night before at T shots. Uh, and then we had the full day event, and then we out we all went out to dinner at Herford House after that and had a blast. You know, I got to thinking about like, before the we were talking about doing a dinner. You know, we we're like, oh, we're just gonna have Tradewinds members only, mm-hmm. and then we were like, no, anyone can go. And the next thing you know, there's fucking forty people at Herford House, and we're like, uh, shit, right? What are we supposed to do now? But it was, dude, I was so tired. I think I told you this. <clears throat> so Sunday. I, sl- I went home, and I, I bet I went to sleep at, like, I don't know, 9, 30, 10 o'clock. I slept 12 hours. Yeah. I literally slept 12 hours. Got that sleep you've been needing. After planning all week and then doing that shit, I mean, I was fucking smoked, dude. Dude, I stayed. I was smoked. I went back to the hotel with a group of guys after <laughs> dinner. You and also we all... drank 14 Red Bulls during the day. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's all about opportunity, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, all these guys. I figured all these guys have traveled hundreds or thousands of miles Lucky to didn't come. Have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> all these guys traveled that far to come. I wasn't going to short it on them, right? So, um, if I had the energy, I was staying, and so I stayed at the hotel till damn near one o'clock. You should have got a room. We we closed the fucking bar down at the hotel. Like they had to come and tab out, and then they were like collecting drinks. Like empty glasses and stuff. Like, I'm like, hey, man, we guys, you got to get the fuck. That's the, you guys got to get the fuck out of here. Look, yeah, like, you seriously, like the one waiter's giving you the stink eye. Like, mm. hey, dude. And what's what funny is doing? nobody got smashed. Nobody got sloshed. Like everyone. That's was, not true. Was, well, you were smashed and sloshed. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was talking about one of our speakers that come in after. But he was not smashed. She was smashed. She may have been. You said she was. Smashed. She carried. No, she said she was. <laughs> How much more evidence do you need? (laughs) (laughs) She came in. She came in and saw my truck parked in the uh, like the valet thing at the hotel. And she was like, oh, shit, they're still here. And then she walks right by us, and she was like, I was hoping we'd be able to squeeze by you. I don't need to be seeing you right now. I'm trashed. <laughs> she didn't seem drunk, but maybe she plays it off well. People can hide it for one minute. Like, yeah. you can hide it for one minute. Like, you can gra- you can gather yourself and be like, okay. Yeah, and then you go hi. to lean on a chair that's not there. Yeah, that's <laughs> happened to me before. Yeah. <laughs> Put one hand out and miss. Oh my god! It was great. I can't wait for the next one. Yep, and, it and is gonna be awesome. We for this first one, we stacked it up speaker heavy um, because we just wanted to immerse everybody in all the different variety of everything. The next one that we do, um, so we had eight speakers at this one. The next one that we do, we'll probably only have four, um, or like a max of four. We're gonna break it down, and we're gonna have some breakout sessions where we can be talking about like solving people's problems in their businesses and yeah and so uh, so on so and one of us um, will probably speak or both and maybe we'll yeah. just have like you know two or three be easier i yeah. think 
yeah ironically we throw this event and you and i didn't speak at all other than just introducing speakers so push-ups yeah it was a little weird yeah so next time we might do that who knows i think we will so i wrote a huge giant speech thinking that like <sighs> someone was gonna bail somebody was gonna bail or not show like, up uh, and a, a flight get delayed like, i'll and, hang on to this for next time yeah yeah i've got one in the bank that i can always do if i need to so um topic two for tonight is truck stock truck stock as in stocking your vehicle stocking with, with your vehicle parts parts so that you're not driving to the supply house every five fucking minutes and looking like a complete douchebag yeah so the more people i talk to um the more i learn that small businesses out there plumbers heating cooling guys electricians everybody small companies small businesses small small your biggest achilles heel is your truck stock um from day Mm -hmm. one in our business we had fourteen thousand dollars in inventory on our truck at any given time and that does not include tools. That does not include sewer machines. That doesn't include, you know, cameras or anything else. That's just parts and inventory and pipe and fittings and screws and nuts and bolts and, you know, valves and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, the idea is I'm a rolling warehouse and I want to charge really good rates. And I can't charge, like, the guys who don't <clears throat> charge really good rates are the guys who have no inventory and the guys who show up to a job and then say like, all right, I'll be back in an hour and a half after I go get material. Yeah. And you're inconveniencing your customer even more. Right. So, well, and not to mention you're spending the time to go get it. Right. Like guys pretend like their time isn't worth anything. Yeah. Your time is the most valuable thing you have. You've got uptime and you've got downtime. Uptime is when you're doing repairs and making money. Downtime is anything else. If you go on two calls and you go an hour and a half each call getting material and coming back, that's two other calls you could have run in that day. Right. That's literally you. That's doubling your call volume per day. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You get, see the guy roll up in a pickup truck, and he's like, I shouldn't say anything because I drove a pickup truck forever, but my shit was stocked to the hilt. Right. But then they just, they got, they got three things in there. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you doing, dude? And here's the, here's the problem with that, is typically that guy, that mentality, is usually the guy that's like, oh, I can't rip people off like that. Meanwhile, you're ripping yourself off. Yeah. Because... You've taken a, a two-hour job and made it a three-and-a-half-hour job, yeah, but you, you only could, charged them for two. And you could still, even if even if you don't want to be the high guy, if your truck was stocked, now you guys are 50-50 instead of ripping yourself off or ripping them off. I know that's not what we meet teach in the middle. or we talk about, but you right. can meet in the middle. Just have the parts on your truck. Yeah. Now, I will say it's a lot harder to stock a plumbing truck than an HVAC truck or an electrical truck. Like yeah. you, there's a lot more parts and you have to cover a lot. Yeah. We, we have over 2000 pieces of material on our trucks. Now yeah. that's counting every bracket, every nut, every screw, every bolt. Yeah. Well, I guess screws are bulk, but yeah, a nipple packs, what? 60 piece, 66, piece. 66. Yeah. Right. So there's 66 parts just in a, a tray of Why nipples, can't you right? Just put nipple pack one nipple pack because you don't need one nipple pack. You use 17 nipples out of the 66, you're not going to go buy another 66. You're just going to buy the 17. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So, like, <laughs> I mean, you know, every 90, every every 
drain fitting, water line fitting, every everything, we still have 2,000 pieces of material on our truck, and we don't carry one-inch piping and one-inch fittings, and we don't carry four-inch piping and four-inch fittings on our trucks. So, um, I'm a little surprised you don't carry one-inch gas pipe. Uh, we, we do have a couple of one-inch uh, like, gas pipe fittings like and stuff 90s, like that. Tees, unions, yeah. caps. Yeah, we have that one inch nipple pack. We we have that for gas, but that's it. Not yeah. not water lines or anything else. Gotcha. But what I'm saying is, we roll around with fourteen thousand dollars in inventory on our vans, so that I pull up to anybody's house, and I will be able to get them back into service before I leave, guaranteed. Right. So that guarantees I'll get the job. That guarantees I'll make them happy. And that guarantees that I'll get them set up, even if I have to return and get a big giant repair going. I'll at least have enough on my truck to get them back into service and get them temped until I can return. Right? Yeah. And that one, it, I mean, it's a one time investment. You're making yes. that investment one time. Yes. And then from that job, you're keeping that investment up. Yeah. Right? And that investment is not spending drive time. Yeah. Not spending manpower, not spending gas. Right. All of those little things add up. And if you're doing that four times a day, five days a week, times five trucks, yeah. that's a lot of money. And yeah. people wonder why at the end of the month, well, we barely broke even. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because maybe it's because you spent three hundred extra dollars in fuel and you spent, you know, five hundred dollars extra in labor and you spent yeah, you know, you lost a thousand hours worth or a hundred hours worth of doing jobs. Well, and, and here's the bigger killer: that you couldn't do. If you're a one man shop, you're not really paying labor, right? You're, you're. Well, it depends you, on how you're doing it, but yeah, you're just taking what's rewarded, right? So yeah. You, if you're a one man shop, it's easy to overlook this. But if you're paying a guy, if you've got a guy on payroll, and you're not giving him a stocked truck, you are shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. Because you're paying him 40 hours a week, and he's only giving you 30 hours a week worth of work. Yeah. Because, and, and it's not because he's sloughing off the other 10. It's because you didn't give him a stock truck to work with, so he has no choice but to waste 10 hours of your payroll every week driving around and picking shit up. Yeah. I, w- I will say this. So as a one-man shop, like I stocked my truck, all right? If I didn't stock my truck, I never would have made it. Right. Because it was – so I always went to Lee Summit O'Connor to get my parts, right? I stocked the truck off of that. If I didn't have something and I was in Blue Springs, you're right. That was an hour yeah. or an hour and 10 minutes. Dude, in the summer, I didn't have time right. to be running to the supply house. Right. So I would say even like if you're a one-man shop, it's hurting you more, If especially if you're busy. Yeah. Like, could you imagine when you first started and you were running all the calls for that first year, if you had to go to the supply house every time? I mean, I never, never fathomed... I, I never I never envisioned a business plan where I did not like like having stocked inventory as a stocked truck was part of my inventory from like the get go. Yeah. So I, I can't imagine what it would be like without it. Um, yeah, you can't. There's there is no way. Right. If you're on your own and you're as busy as you're supposed to be, there's no way you can't you can't do it. Yeah. You're pissing calls away constantly what do we talk about all the time if you can't get to them for two or three days they're going on somewhere they're going else. somewhere else yeah dude and all these people walk around acting like oh, i'm booked two weeks out like they're bragging about it that's that's fucking suicide it can be. If, if you're booked two weeks out it can be now all, all i hear when you say that is that you absolutely suck at business and you need to hire a lot of people because imagine <clears throat> like imagine making your customers wait two weeks 
for for service work. Now I get it for big construction jobs, big remodels. Yeah, there's a lot of other stuff at play there. But imagine somebody calls with a basic service call that's a three hour repair or less, and they have to wait two weeks. I don't for you to do a three hour repair. I don't think of it as you suck at business. I think what a lot of the guys' problems are are is they're afraid to grow. Like no, I, actually, I think that they're dude. This is a real thing. I think that some guys are afraid. Look, if I, if if I hire two guys, and I have to lay them off, they're afraid of that. Yeah, that's being scared to grow. If yep. they they are also afraid of if I hire two guys and stay busy, and then I get busier, and the thing takes off like a rocket ship, I don't feel like I'm prepared to handle it. That's I, what I think a lot of the guys are fearful of here's, when they get that far behind. Here's where I see it. I don't know if it's necessarily necessary that they're afraid to grow. They're afraid of growing? How about that? Where where I definitely see it is... I see it in the Tradewinds group all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, where I see it a lot is you get guys that are afraid to have to come up with something else to complain about. So I've got a guy... What are you, in, drunk? In one of my circles... <laughs> That he's getting royally fucked over in new construction left and right. Okay. Is he a plumber or what? He's an electrician. Okay. And he's getting royally fucked over in new construction all the time. All he does is bitch about how the contractors. All right. So you've newly started your company and you're trying to pinch pennies. However, you don't realize the biggest thing that's hurting you right now is not gathering all of your information into one spot and making it super efficient for you to use. So the answer is field pulls. It gets you off of paper tickets. It gets you off of all of that crazy office work at the end of the day and reconciling all that stuff. And it lets you organize everything with ease. It puts it all into the computer. It actually puts it all into the cloud. So it's not even putting it on your computer and it lets you organize your customers. It lets you organize all of your service calls. Heck, it'll even route you to your service call. And the best part is, even after all of that, you'll probably realize about a 100% growth in your business just in the first year of using Field Pulse. So if you'd like to check out Field Pulse and see what great looks like, click on the link in the description of this show. You know, beat them down on price and they want them there yesterday and the job's never even ready when he gets there and he's wasting all these trips and his profit margins are horrible and and don't do their and work. They don't pay their bills <laughs> yeah. when he gets done. Right. And so like for three months now. In these circles, I've told the guy, stop doing new construction. Stop it right now. Do not do do not set foot on another new construction job. Yeah. Don't even do it, it's right? Like the, it's like the McDonald's of the of the like the trades world. Or, or not no, just it, don't do it. Just find better builders. No, it's it's just simply don't do it, right? Like he's in the same conversation. He talks about I can go run, you know, I can go do a panel swap in a service call and make two grand, which I won't make two grand unless I work for five days on a new construction job. Like dude, if you're only making two grand profit I get it. on I, a new house right now, dude, they're I know, I know. Is he does he live around here? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but but here's the thing, he's brought this how up. He, how is he not? I don't understand. Right now, you can't get guys to do anything. Here's the thing, though, he's brought this up three months in a row. Yeah. He hasn't changed a thing. Yeah. Right. Scared and so to change. he's a like honestly for him, what I think is he's a like he wants something to complain about. He wants something that he's comfortable. Like, everybody needs something they're comfortable with bitching about, right? That one thing that they can always count on fucking up. And I'm afraid 
that if he like I, I think he's afraid that if he cans new construction then he's not going to have anything to complain about i think he's afraid of success could be i don't think that people i think that people like to have something to complain about but i don't think that they will sacrifice their personal success to do that yeah i do think in my heart that people are afraid to be successful because they don't know how to handle it when they get there they don't know how to handle the growth they don't know what to do and they're scared yeah dude personally and like for me I like that's something I struggle with all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like literally, oh, I, well, I shouldn't bring this up, <laughs> but you, I'm going to. Like I'm afraid. I, I shouldn't say afraid. I am so comfortable running myself to death all the time that I don't know how I will handle success without that happening. That's, you know what I mean? Because I know exactly just, what you mean. Because it's so ingrained in me to work as hard as I can and run myself to death that I'm used to it at this point. And when a big change comes along for someone and they've been doing it for 20 years, it's not necessarily that it's scary. It's that it's just you're uncomfortable because you don't know how you're going to handle it. Here's, here's, you know what I mean? Here's where all that, yeah, here's where all that's rooted from. We're convinced as a society that becoming successful is incredibly hard work. And so we've convinced ourselves that we have to go through hard work in order to be successful, that we do it so hard that we, that we forget or we turn a blind eye to the easy path to success, right? I, I, and so I we will... choose the hard path, not because it's the right path, but because we've told ourselves the hard path is the way to success, right? And, 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 and in most forms, yes, the hard path is the right way to success. However... We, we develop this self-image about ourselves that I have to go work my dick in the dirt yeah. to become successful, so much so that we, we totally miss the opportunities to become a little bit more efficient and maybe not work my dick in the dirt, right? Like, your self-image <clears throat> is what guides your success. And you will never outperform your own self-image, Ever. Right. No, so if you're, if you're it's self, impossible, right? Well, if your self image is that I will bust my ass every day and work my dick to the bone until I'm dick and bone a lot <laughs> in this monologue. Well, <laughs> if, There's a leg day for me. <laughs> if, if your self image is that I have to work myself to death in order to become successful, <clears throat> then you'll never find the easier path. You'll never learn yeah. to delegate. You'll never learn to build a team around you that can do the work with you. You'll yeah. never learn to hire people that can add to your ability. You'll never learn any of that because yeah. you've convinced yourself that success only comes from working my dick in the dirt, right? Yeah, because you've you a different way to think about that is you've you've basically trained yourself into that position, right? right? And right. it's just in, it's become who you are, right? Like, and so I. I have the ability to look at myself and be like, okay, I, look, that's not who you have to be to get here. Right. But you still have to be able to overcome that. Right. And I think a lot of guys, they struggle with that. Like, how do I, how do I train myself into getting to that next level? And how do I retrain my mind to make myself realize I don't have to do all of that. You right. know what I mean? Like for well, me, it's just a lot of like, um, just thinking and realizing 
like I like to think about, okay, look, you've done the hard work. It's weird. I posted a thing on Facebook about this today, one of the shorts. Yeah. Like, I've done the hard work. I'm not going to quit now, you know? I've done the hard work. I've got, I mean, I've been working this hard for this long. Yeah. I've, I've earned my position that I'm at now. Right. Right? By, by working hard. That doesn't mean I have to continue to try to kill myself. Right. Now I know I can use my brain and my expertise and all of that to get to that next level, right? Yeah. And I think guys have a hard time of convincing themselves of that or explaining it to themselves or understanding exactly where they're at well, or how they got there even sometimes. Would you agree that most people operate out of fear? Um, most of their decisions they make are fear-based. I'd say, I'd say more than half. I'd say most people, I'd say 75% of people operate 75% of the time out of fear. Right. So, I mean, I will, I, I will say that because people, is, let's be honest, fear is a, and I think I know where you're going with this because I saw the same thing I think you did. Fear is a natural instinct, right? Fear is just something that's embedded into us. And it is an emotion that comes up first. It's, yep. it's fight or flight, right? Like, Fear sets off fight or flight, and right. that's our most natural instinct. So it's hard for people to get past their fears initially. Right. I will say that. So if fear is what drives the bus and fear is what steers our emotions, most people, most people fear losing more than they want to win. Uh, and I, would, so, I would probably agree with that. So they will... People in general, yeah. Yeah. So... They will make decisions simply based out of fear, simply to prevent loss instead of to push themselves towards winning. Now, keep in mind, if you don't lose, it doesn't mean you won, right? And in, now, in athletics and sports, you We're either not talking about sports, yeah. You, in, in athletics or sports, you either win or lose, right? Yeah. But in the in the game of life, you have loss, you have average, and you have winning. And there are a lot of people that will make decisions just to prevent themselves from getting into the loss category and to put themselves right into the average category. Well, you know what I fear? I fear not being wildly successful. And I let my fear of not being wildly successful drive me every day. I would, right? I would say that a lot of people, the reason that they don't push themselves to be successful is because that in itself is fear. It can you, be. You realize that, hey, once I get out there and I'm on my own, I've created another level of fear, and people are trying to get away from fear. Well, there's a like, lot of... That's how I would, I would say that. There's a lot of people who hate on successful people so hard that they don't... Now that, like, they can't... They do that out of low self-esteem. They do. They that's do, That's what right? they do. They you, wish they were there. You see a guy driving an exotic car, and a lot of people... Like, I see a guy driving an exotic car, and I want to go talk to him. I want to I learn about what he does. I want to learn about how he leads people. I want, you know, because I... I th that doesn't just happen, right? Well... <laughs> Yes, it does, but okay, go ahead. I mean, ultimately, you're not going to go buy a quarter-million-dollar car you know, with a normal, everyday job. Like You're going to have to have a good impact on a lot of people in order thinking, to be able to buy a quarter-million-dollar car. I was thinking more trust fund kids, inheritance, things like that. How many trust fund kids do you run into? Dude, more than you would think. Not, um, maybe on think. Instagram, right? I'm not on or Instagram. They, or they rented it. Not on Instagram. But <laughs> Dave still does faxing. 
That's his. Damn yeah. right I am. Yeah. Can you send me a facsimile, please? Yeah, I need you to mail me a three and a, half, a five and a half inch floppy disk, bitch. <laughs> you ever go to the computer store and ask for a five and a half inch floppy drive? The kids in there look just what? What? What is that? What? Yeah. So, ultimately, um, most people have hated on successful people so long that now they fear being successful. Because they know that them and all their buddies hated on those guys for so long. And so with them and all their buddies hating on those guys so long, I don't want to be that, that guy, right? It, that's, that's where most people are. Maybe subconsciously. I, I mean... I, I, do you think people actually think that? Yeah. I can't be successful because I've been such a tool that I can't get there? I can't be successful because I've hated on that guy driving a, the Lamborghini so, so hard. I don't think people are afraid of being hypocrites. I see that all the time. No, no. What's funny is they're not, they're not afraid of being hypocrites until they're the one driving the Lamborghini, right? And, I, would, I would love to be a hypocrite in driving a Lambo. <laughs> right. Now, thankfully, in my life, I don't think I've ever looked down upon anybody driving an exotic car. I mean, I do because they sit so low to the oh, ground. Oh, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm envious. Not in your car. You're eye to eye with them. Yeah. <laughs> your Civics is the same height. I, I am, like, I, I will say when I see one, like, I don't hate on them, but I'm like, man, I wish that, I wish I had one. Like, well, that, you yeah, know what I mean? Don't like, get me wrong. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I, man, I, wish like, I, I want one, one right? Now, now for me... My, it's on my short list. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. For me, my exotic car is a wake surfing boat. I want a wake surfing boat. No, thanks. I'm getting my Ferrari right. driving around. I want, <laughs> I want an exotic that I can pull the whole family around and friends, like and a whole a whole nother family too. Yeah. Like two families worth. Mine's got to be like convertible Ferrari so that I can stick my fingers straight up at the top <laughs> there you go. as I blow by motherfuckers. <laughs> so back on this truck stock thing, we deviated a long way from that. That's on you, dude. Um, that was all you. I know. So <laughs> you, where your truck stock needs to be, is that your truck stock needs to be to where you can go four days or five days without ever seeing a supply house. That's where your truck stock needs to be. And some of you right now are hearing that going, oh, I go, shit. I go three times a day. I right. go four times a day. And Dude, and, stop. If you're going, I will say this. If you're going, if you're working all day and then putting an order in, and then picking that up the next day, that's one thing. If you're going once a day to pick up, to replenish, that's one thing. If it's just you, one man show, or a few guys. But even at that, right. that's that's still a lot. Like now, You should be able to go, I would think, two or three days, put in a truck order, stop once a week at the supply house, and load up. Now, like for the plumbers for listening, here, here's the thing that you run into, though. You get all these negative Nancys out there these fucking tools that want to just disagree with everything. And they're going to say, well, I put in four water. I put in a water heater every day, so I can't stock four water heaters on my truck. Well, that's not what we're talking about, dipshits. Get the fuck over yourself on that. Like, man, I don't know if he had coffee or cocaine before the show, but man, yeah. he, he is fired <laughs> up today. Cocaine I'm just, coffee. <laughs> Actually, making coffee with cocaine, like yeah. using as grounds. I don't, is that possible? And, and instead of water, I used Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, no comment. <laughs> I saw that, I saw Mitch drink seventeen Red Bulls in one it's, day. It's uh, it's a little bit of Mexican I nose think, candy. It's all right. I feel like Mitch and I trade places. Like he's drinking all that, and I'm like, okay, I'll drink a bottle of water before I get the the Red Bull. I I've already it, had a gallon of water today, so we're, we're good. No, I haven't had a Red Bull. Um, on, on back but, on task. <laughs> but ultimately, your truck needs to be able to support you for four or five days without seeing a supply house. Okay, 
for now small that's, parts. That's that's everything, right? That's, not water heaters. Well, not large <laughs> items like water heaters, yeah. right? Yeah. Not four or five days worth of toilets, right? Yeah. And, and again, the losers are going to listen to this show and be like, well, I put in two toilets, so maybe if that happens every day, maybe I need to have eight toilets on my truck. No. God, like, come on. Get a grip mm-hmm. on reality here. Like, let's be real. Four or five days worth of service calls. And let's be honest. If you're the type of guy that's taking that position, you're also the type of guy that, like, your best day was replacing three toilet flappers. So if that's you, stop listening to the show. First off, stop it. <laughs> Keep listening to the show. Second off, shameless plug, if you buy the price book on tradewindsconsulting.com, it has a truck inventory stock list on it. Yeah, so it's built you, in. If you don't know what you need to, and you're a plumber, buy that. Yeah, Put that on your truck. And Absolutely. You know what the biggest bullshit part of that fucking price book is? Is now I'm going to have to sit down and do an HVAC one, and I'm going to have to do an electrical one, and they're going to have to be on there. Yeah. It's fucking horse shit. Well, I thought I, we'd sell I 10. I built the plumbing one, so get to work. I thought we'd I'd sell <laughs> 10, and I was like, uh, uh, no. no, it won't be a big deal. People will be able no, I'm going to I'm gonna have to fucking do it. And frankly, it pisses me off a little bit. Well, it's my fault. It is your fault. You're welcome. A thing about stabbing so, you in the eye with this fucking pen. So... Uh, now I'm fired up, and I was as, pretty calm for most of the goddamn show. As Dave was talking about, we did just release a price book on Tradewinds. Shameless uh, if plug. You've, if you've ever bought a price book or ever looked at price books for plumbing, most of the time they run five to $10,000, or they run a couple hundred dollars a month in like leasing fees. And right? you can't. And you can't change your own parts out. You have to send in an email that says, hey, yeah, I want to update this. You don't this. own anything, right? Yeah. This book is $250 one-time fee. You own the book. We send you a file, and you own it. Oh. We also teach you how to modify it to make it perfect for your business. And here in a couple of weeks, we're actually going to do an onboarding call with you to where we will get it into your CRM for you. Hey, this show uh, ended up running wild and crazily long, and so we actually split it up into two shows. And so uh, this is going to wrap up show number one, and we'll see you next week for show number two. And that's Dave. Love you guys. Two whiskeys in. <laughs> I've had one vodka. That's okay, it. two vodka. One. one. One really tall vodka. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. 